it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughn Benison. Thanks once again for joining me. Coming up on the 14th of October, Australia will go to a referendum around whether or not we should have a voice to parliament for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Whether you're inclined to vote yes or no, finding information about exactly what we're voting for and what the campaign is in either direction can be somewhat difficult if you're blind or vision impaired. Joining us today, Damien Griffiths and Jeff McMullen to talk a little bit about exactly what's going on and where you can find further information. My name is Damien Griffiths. I'm the CEO of the First Peoples Disability Network, proud descendant of the Warramai people of the Manning Valley in New South Wales. Um, the First Peoples Disability Network is a national peak organisation representing First Nations people with disability and their families. We've been around for quite a while now. Um, we're anxious and uh, to see that we can uh, ensure that there's a voice for mob with disability in the referendum process, but also in the structure that potentially comes out of the, the referendum. I'm also a member of the Referendum Engagement Council, which is a formal structure that's been developed to assist with getting the word out around around the referendum. And Jeff, let's move to you. Where, what is your background and how do you fit in with the whole discussion? I came to work with Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islanders as a very young journalist in the 1960s because the action in the streets, the struggle for rights and recognition and development of communities was then very hopeful. Um, it was lifting the uh, horizons of Aboriginal people to believe that equality was achievable, that getting lands back was possible, uh, that we could live together as a nation. It was a very hopeful surge of positivity in the 1960s. And then I suppose over the next more than 50 years, uh, I have stayed involved with First Peoples who remain positive, constructive and understand that to really get all of the unfinished business done, we've got to find common ground. So I spend a lot of time with people who are hardworking at the grassroots level, and I've enjoyed the national discussions through my writing and filmmaking, which has continued, contributing to books, uh, and where necessary, uh, standing up or standing with First Peoples on the crucial issues. Damien, we've got a referendum coming up very shortly, and a referendum is fairly clear, either a yes or a no vote. But what is it precisely, just briefly, that we're voting on? So there's there's a couple of elements that are important for people to understand. The, the first uh, part of the referendum is about recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the first Australians, um, and that's, that's a fact. Um, the next part of the referendum deals with a voice to a formal voice structure to the Australian parliamentary system, but also the Australian cabinet potentially, um, which is about creating a, a permanent representative voice in the Australian constitution to give 
voice and opportunity for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to provide expert advice to the parliamentary system. So there's been many attempts over the years to create sort of national representative organisations of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, um, but they've been dependent on legislation. So the difference here is this creates some permanency by putting it into the Australian constitution. And that's why we think at the First People's Disability Network, it's really important that that there be a yes uh, vote here. From a disability perspective, one of the things that we have uh, articulated for a long time now is in the potential structure for The Voice, there is uh, a potential for a standing committee on disability and that's going to be vital for ensuring that mob with disability have have their own voice within this wider voice structure. Jeff, I suppose as a journalist, information is is kind of your thing. Why is it so difficult to to find clear and concise information that will help people to make an effective decision? Although we have arguably the best democratic election system in the world, we don't have an imperative for the truth in political advertising and the referendum booklet that some people have access to does not have any obligation for the two sides to set out facts as facts. It really allows two sides to make an argument. Uh, It's that tradition of adversarial politics, unfortunately, which crowds in to all political activity. And so uh, gross fear-mongering that makes it difficult for people to thoughtfully think through the stated objections to the case that Damien just outlined succinctly, that a yes case is about recognition through establishment of the voice, which would make representations to the parliament and executive government. That seems a simple proposition, but that pamphlet and a lot of the uh, heated discussion in all media in Australia has made it very difficult. And, And I would add really that for people with disability in that sector, it is incredibly difficult to find truthful information. They may be getting a trickle, but if you think that uh, of the the size of that group of Australians that we're talking about, if it is, as the NDIS says, one in five Australians live with a disability, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are really carrying a far greater load of disability. It's, it's about one in four with a disability for a registered six months in that system. So for them to get truthful information, I think there would have need to have been far greater preparation. I just don't think we have used all of the technology that I know through um, working over many decades with people with a whole range of disability, that there are ways this could have been more accessible. And I think with the, the weeks remaining, Certainly the First People's Disability Network and all of the partners in the sector are going to be really working hard and as fast as possible to try to, in a very fair measured way, get the the, the elements uh, and the essentials 
across to uh, that range of people and their carers and families. Damien, recognising uh, Jeff's points, what is the FPDN doing to make sure that the correct information or that accurate information is getting into the hands of disabled people in Australia? Yeah, great question, Vaughan. And that's something that we're really sharply focused on between now and the the day of the the referendum. Um, First of all, we've developed a a website called Have Your Say that uh, is disability accessible and has a range of important information there. We've just uh, developed some plain English, easy English information on the Uluru Statement from the Heart um, and also on the yes and no campaigns. Uh, Just last week, I did an interview with um, a couple of people with Down syndrome from Inclusion Australia, and we had a fantastic conversation about um, the referendum uh, for, for their members. Um, we're also we've produced a TV commercial which has been shown uh, throughout regional uh, Australia, uh, starring Daniel McDonald, a Wanarua man who's deaf, um, and that's a subtitled and Ausland uh, commercial encouraging uh, mob to to have their say, but also encouraging Australians with disability to get involved. If we can mobilise the Australian disability community, and if they can make their own informed choice, and obviously we would hope that would be a yes uh, for the referendum. It could be the difference between winning and losing. Like Jeff said, and as you know, Vaughan, as many as 20% of Australians have some form of disability or long-term health condition. And then if you think of their families, uh, friends, community uh, more broadly that they engage with, it could be a, a make a huge difference. So and Jeff's entirely right. Um, there's been some failings on the part of um, the, the even the Electoral Commission in terms of making this accessible. We do want to get the message out that the, the electoral system or the actual voting day uh, is supposed to be fully accessible to people with disability. So we want to make sure that the word's out that people know, for example, you can have someone with you in the voting booth um, to support you if you have difficulty um, in, in, you know, even writing for that matter on the ballot paper. So there's some really important messages we want to get out there. Um, there's also going to be a number of, you know, wheelchair accessible uh, uh, ven- uh, voting locations. We need to get the word out about that. Um, there is, uh, a- again, an intention to have a, a phone voting option um, for people that need that who may be having difficulty getting out of their home, for example, on that day or whatever it might be. And there is also the postal voting options, but um, we're really anxious to, to get the message out for Mob with disability, Australians with disability more generally, know how important it is to have a voice, you know? Um, and we let, we say at the First People's Disability Network, it's difficult to think of any more disadvantaged Australians than First Nations people with disability because they often experience discrimination based upon disability upon ableism and racism so the stakes are very high so we're really uh determined to to use this time to to get the voice and uh, to get the word out about this referendum and we're available to do that in whatever way is, is most accessible to the disability community that have your say theme of the first patients first people's disability network campaign I guess we're saying together, uh, 
listen up to the politicians. We want you to understand that you haven't connected everyone yet. And this is a very important part of empowerment. So we can have a real discussion. Everyone can have their say. Let's think of all of the amazing ways that we could improve this with the, the weeks remaining. Perhaps, Damien, you'd like to reflect on whether if the yes voters the, uh, the, has a successful outcome from the referendum, whether that may spell a change, a significant change in uh, Australia's cultural policy, not just towards Aboriginal people, but also towards disabled people. One of the things within the voice structure that uh, that I was fortunate enough to advocate for was there's a couple of intentions within the structure. One is to set up a standing committee of youth, uh, which is a great thing, but also a standing committee of First Nations people with disability. So what we mean by that is that it would bring together First Nations people with disability from around the country who would then feed into the wider, broader voice structure that's going to be inclusive governance in practice. So, um, and I think everyone's rights are sort of wrapped up in this in so many ways. Um, why can't we evolve to a place where there's a similar structure like closing the gap for, for disability, where, you know, the, the Prime Minister of the day reports every year on, on the situation for Australians with disability? That's something we've advocated for for a long time at the First People's Disability Network. So, we think it is a potential for a new kind of democracy, actually, um, which is inclusive, um, gives voice to the people that matter, which are it's the citizens of Australia, I guess. And um, that's what excites us potentially about where things could go here. And that referendum is coming up on the 14th of October. Just a reminder that uh, Blind Citizens Australia will be having a Policy Connect session on Saturday the 23rd of September. Hopefully in next week's program we'll find out a little bit about the focus of that session. But in the meantime, make sure you register for that. It's uh, online so people from all over Australia can join. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia to find out more, have a look at the website bca.org.au, email bca at bca.org.au or contact Contact 1-800-033-660. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of a dream.